Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome to Pre-Service, a podcast all about preparing you for worship at Silverdale Baptist Church. My name is Michael. I'm with my friend, Kevin. Hey, brother. And we're glad to be together with you. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the time to listen, to uh, watch if that's what you're doing. We pray that this, as a matter of fact, we just prayed that this will be used by God, that he'll reach out and touch you the way he has touched us as we've studied and as we've shared. Obviously, in the amount of time we have, It's a smaller amount of time than Michael and I might have, so we want to make the most of your time with us. So as a church, we're studying the book of Hebrews. We're in chapter 12. Um, This is the fourth of four mini-series in the book of Hebrews, and this one is called Steadfast. This is the second message in that series, and so if you want to go back, hear more of these podcasts, watch more of these, you can do that at our YouTube channel or on our podcast Uh, And certainly you can go back and hear our pastor's messages all the way through the book of Hebrews in our several months. Yeah, several months, Uh, almost the entire year. As a matter of fact, (laughs) yes, that's true. (laughs) So our hope for this project is to help you prepare your heart for worship this coming weekend. Uh, You know, maybe maybe you're watching this or listening to this on down the road after our worship services, after we've already been through this and you're using this as part of a uh, a study through the book of Hebrews. That's cool. Excited you're using that. Hopefully our pastor's messages could be a help to that as well. Um, But for those of you that are using this to help prepare your heart for worship, we are excited. We're going to be looking tonight at chapter 12 verses. uh, Really, I mean, it goes back to verse 12 and ends yeah. the chapter. Uh, I think technically chapter 12, verse 15 is where it starts, but we're not going to read this whole thing tonight. No, it's a long a lot, a lot passage. There's a lot of content in that text. Uh, so as Kevin and I were talking about this, I think what we want to do is just maybe point out a couple of observations. And we've done this a couple of times. So uh, here at the church, we tend to support and and suggest that among the many different ways for you to study God's Word, that we like to use the SOAP method. So we read the Scripture, that's the S, we make observations, we find application for ourselves, and, and we then pray about it. We're So at this place, what we've done, I think Michael and I both with the volume that's in here and how rich this text is, I think we each have an observation to share. Yeah. We've shared with one another for a little while now. So we're happy to kind of share with you. And we hope that this will encourage you to dig into this passage because it's a very rich passage. And you know what? If you find some application in here, if you make some observations of this, Feel free to hit us up. I'd love to hear other observations. Yeah, because this is this is rich. So yeah, so this, so when we know too that as you're studying uh, any passage of scripture, as you look at it at one point in your life, the Lord will speak to you uh, in a certain way, and then at another point, He may speak to you in another way. Now, again, we talked about this in another yeah. podcast. Yeah. God doesn't reveal new truths as no. if these are truths that have never been known before, and all of a sudden you have this brand new revelation. Yeah, and and it's not the way you read it. Well, this is what the Bible says to me. It's not that what God says is what God says. But at times in my life, I'm at a different place, right? And the Lord uses text 
to draw my attention to something that I might have read before. And it just didn't I wasn't prepared for it to speak into my life at that point. So it's not like, well, it means this to me and it means that to Michael. What it means is we we read this and we say, where I am today, Lord, speak to me through this passage and let me see what it is you would have me to observe and to apply in my life. Um, and so that's kind of where we are right now. Yeah. So one of the verses, Kevin, that that the Lord used really to encourage and minister to me out of this passage this week is verse 24, uh, which reads, And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkling blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Um, it's been a number of weeks, maybe a few months, but uh, there's a song that we sing as a church um, that the chorus says, what can wash away my sin? What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, as Christians, we talk a lot about the blood of Jesus because it's significant, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We have to have it. Without without the shedding of sins, there's no uh, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. The shedding of Jesus' blood is central to the fact that I am redeemed. That's that right. I am now reconciled with God. I couldn't make that leap on my own only through his blood sacrifice in my place for my sins am I able to come so boldly into God's presence. Yeah, so there's uh so when we sing about the blood of Jesus in that song, it always moves me, but there's a line in, in that song that says, your blood, it speaks a better word. And that line comes from this verse, verse 24. Again, it says, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant into the sprinkling, sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Well, if you go back into the Old Testament and you read the story of Cain and Abel, you know that Cain murdered Abel. And when God confronted Cain about that, he makes a statement about hearing the blood of Abel crying out to him. And when, when, when he's talking about that, what exactly do you think Abel's blood was crying out? When I, when I read that passage, the word that comes to my mind is justice, Yeah, crying out for justice. And really a lot of the Old Testament that's what it cries for. It yes. cries for justice. When you look at the law, it is a very just system. Right. As it should be, right? And our God is a very just God. But it says here that Jesus's blood speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Absolutely. Because Jesus met God's justice. Yes. At its deepest point. He endured it. And to us... It speaks the word of grace. Yes. And I, when I read this, I'm thinking, thank you, God, that you are not demanding of me a justice that you don't meet. You meet that through the blood of Jesus that speaks a better word. And so, man, I tell you, as I think about that, Kevin, it just really, really excites me. Oh, it I really me too. comforts I love me. That. It encourages me. And man, I, I don't even, I don't know that we will, but it would be cool to me if we actually sang that song in church. So that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, no promises, now, but now you got me excited yeah. about that. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. I'll be there. You show up and you sing with us too, whether you're, whether you're in the sanctuary or whether you might be at home or in the hospital, feel free, sing out to the Lord. The Lord inhabits the praise of his people. We want to raise our praises to him. You know, Michael, I loved it when you shared that earlier. It was so moving to me. And I thought, wow, that is fantastic. I had not locked in on that verse or that idea. And when you shared it, I was like, man, God's word is so deep, so rich. There are so many things that he links back to and that I can, in my reading, just 
I can be thinking about something else when I'm reading. I know that doesn't happen to you, all right? You don't ever get distracted. <laughs> it's like I'm reading one thing, but I'm thinking something else. And it it could be which one of the kids ate my potato chips. But yeah. whatever. I, I mean, to be honest, right, there, there are distractions in the world. And in reading this, even as I was focused on this message, um, I, I did not link those ideas up. And when you shared that, it was such a blessing to me. I, I now want to go back, spend some more time reading these verses and, and digging in. So I appreciate that. That's awesome. Brother. Well, for me, I, I look through this and and there is so much. I, I really see this as we come to it. The author of Hebrews is really closing out, if you will, a letter in which he started off with Jesus is better. He, he said in chapter one, in the first couple of verses, he, he implied for us, God is a God who desires to communicate, whether he communicated through the patriarchs, whether he communicated through the prophets, whether he in these later days, he's communicated through Jesus, his son. And then he went on to tell us how Jesus is superior. And, and he worked a lot for several chapters in about the nature of Jesus being superior to what these believers were considering returning to. And, and then he began to challenge them and, and encourage them and warn them, exhort them, don't go back to something that is lesser. You have what is complete now and what is better. As I think about all of this up to chapter 12, verse 15, I see this as the conclusion of that message. Now, there's more to come in chapter 13, but right here, I see that he's kind of rounding off the end with a very powerful message to hand to believers who feel challenged. These believers were challenged by their culture and, and really considering, if I have grace, can I turn back? Can I, can I go back into this? And so in verse 15 of chapter 12, he starts in with a set of commands. See to it that no one fails to obtain it. And I'm going to suggest, take some time, read all of this. But I see that in, in verse 15, and then I jump down to verse 25. And I believe that this is a whole thought that encapsulates how this author is challenging believers to maintain in their heart that vigilance that commitment to being repentant. He starts off, see that you do not refuse him who is speaking. Now, in between these verses, he's given us an example. He's talked about, Esau was one of the examples. He's talked about how the children of God, how the children of Israel had left out of Egypt, got up and they saw Mount Sinai. And in that time, they saw God as a, as a fearful, a powerful God that you couldn't even touch the mountain, he says. And, and then he says, but you have come to Mount Zion, verse 22, to compare the difference in those two. So we get a lot of examples, but right here to the believers, he gives them this last exhortation. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. So between those two sets of commands, starting up in verse 15 and once again here in verse 25, I think he closes out his sermon, his message to them to say, of all the things I have told you, how Christ is better, how you should not neglect this, I think he's really getting the point across to them in a strong way. Don't despise what's been handed to you that is worth more than anything. Don't devalue it. Don't consider that you have the freedom to reject or refuse God. I think he's warning them, remain repentant in your heart. 
This is the God who shakes the earth. As a matter of fact, he said in verse 26, at that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. I think he's saying, yes, we have grace. Yes, Christ is our mediator to stand before a righteous judge. But brother right here, I, I am just moved that this brother who is writing this is saying, have respect for where you are in Christ. Remain soft-hearted towards the Lord. Mm -hmm. Don't let the ills of the world around you distract you. Don't turn away. Remain repentant in your heart. You know, as I look at this, I'm I'm encouraged that you know even up to the at the very end, he says there's a kingdom that's coming, yes. and it's gonna be so good. Yes. It's going to be so wonderful. That's to me, I, I think back to earlier in chapter 12, where he says, as sons, as children, yeah. we've been adopted. And then in verse 22, talking to these Jewish Christians, but certainly to you and me, Gentiles as well, you have come to Mount Zion. You're no longer at Sinai where it's the law and it's justice and it's holiness. You're covered by the blood of Christ, which speaks a better word. You're now allowed to come in yeah, to the look, promised land. You look at 25 and it says, that's where Jesus is. It says, yeah. you know, um, oh, I got to find it. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking for if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much will, how, how much, less? How much less will yeah. we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven? So yes. he's warning from heaven. You know, and you go back to chapter four, verse 14, it talks about how Jesus passed through the heavens that yes. as he completed what he came to do, he perfected, completed. We talked about that a number of times. Yeah. He passed through the heavens, chapter four, 14, and now he's in heaven and he's saying, yeah, there's a warning here. There's an absolute yes. warning here. We need to take heed. We need to be aware of, but he's there and he's inviting. He's, yes. he's, he's yeah. saying, Thank God. there's yes. a day that's coming for those who do not believe in me. That day is that shaking. Those things, those things yes. that will pass away, they'll pass away then. But for those who do. Yes. Oh, it's unspeakable joy. I'm and looking forward to it, brother. I'm I am too. I am too. I am too. So we've been warned. We've been encouraged. Yeah. Uh, we've been shaken. And we've now next lifted. week, we're going to have some commands of, of a few things to do, some, some things, some takeaways, some things for us to do. But I really think he's gotten to the end of his sermon right here. I he do just too. said, I do too. Here's a pen in it. I've got a few more things to tell you, but right here, brother, this is the warning. He's told us, hold fast. Now he's saying, you know, remain in your heart, soft-hearted to the Lord. And uh, yeah. I, I just, that was what stood out to me. When I was reading through here, I'm just thinking, man, he is, he's, Nailing this home, and he's saying, "Okay, this is this is my final point for you all to remember your place in Christ." Well, we do hope that this is an encouragement to you. We hope this is uplifting to you. We hope this is a warning to you in your in your studies and your preparation for worship this weekend. And you know, whatever the Lord is speaking to you through this passage, again, as we talked about, depending on where we are in our walk with Christ. He's going to speak a number of different things to us. Maybe you're at a place you need to be encouraged. Maybe you're at a place you need to be chastened. I don't know. I'm not going to try to be the Holy Spirit. Oh, in any I've that. been I've been in <laughs> in both of those and other places. And, and thank well. God, He knows what I need more than I do. That's so right. take time, spend time in God's Word, enjoy Him, and we hope that you'll be a part of one of our services. We have a number of locations, times Saturday, Sunday. Check out our website for those. We'll see you this weekend. 
Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please, stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.